Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, also available for you on iHeartRadio. You can tell I read an email from my boss that talks about how my next digital bonus comes through iHeartRadio, so you're going to hear me say that a lot. It's iHeartRadio. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone, full on in his Cavaliers gear. Cavs Rection in full effect. Game three tonight at home. Defend the land. I believe they shall. I think these games will be closer. I think we probably at least win one of these two. You're going to have to. Yeah. If you want to extend the series at all. Did yeah. you, did you, did you, LeBron, do you feel like you have to defend <laughs> home court? What happens if we don't? And I got to get LeBron's back on that one. That was a uh, that was a stupid question by a reporter. He belittled him a little and, uh, yeah. and maybe he didn't have to do all of that. But, I mean, you know, I said to fans, we were listening to some LeBron audio. We're going to play for you at 8 o'clock. And, I, you know, and he said to me, he goes, how many times are they going to ask this guy this question? And I said, this is how answers we don't like happen, is by somebody being, you don't get asked the same question a thousand times, except by your wife or your husband. Yeah. And when you do, what happens? Oh. You lose your temper, and you end up saying something that, honestly, if, somebody, if your neighbor heard it, they'd be like, geez, what's up with that? And that's exactly what's happening with these athletes. And a little bit here, and I, people are, <laughs> honestly, this is going to make some people mad. I'm going to get the back of Kevin Durant right here. Okay. I'm going to back up Kevin Durant right here. Okay. Kevin Durant is being murdered online over a tweet he sent years ago about now everybody want to join the Heat. Everybody want to go play. I forget the other team he mentioned. Lakers. Everybody want to go play with the Lakers. What happened to being competitive and going after these peoples? And now now he left wherever, uh, Oklahoma City, and went to go play for Golden State. Everybody's like all up in arms. Okay. I will admit that there's some irony there. Okay, and I'll admit that there's some ammunition for Twitter to go after him. But what I'll remind you is, is what you're basically saying by shoving that tweet in his face is, I like it better when people don't emotionally or intellectually improve themselves. Yeah, like I mean, that's what you're saying. I mean, dude, a couple of years removed from it, you, you you want different things. Your views change, your priorities change. Why is that not okay for an athlete to change? And really, I mean, the association has changed. I mean, that's that's the truth of it. And you can at least partially put that on LeBron James. I, I think it's crazy not to 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 not point at him and say that like he kind of blaze the trail of of a superstar going to be a big part of his legacy in his prime going to another team to go win championships and like you know it, it's not that it's not that so much that i have frustration within you know kevin durant or or the or the warriors being so good i mean i can understand that for me personally i just feel like they did it in a fashion well first of all durant left and went to the team that he couldn't beat, where that felt a little different than what LeBron did. That is different than what LeBron right. did. Right, LeBron okay. didn't go play for the Celtics. Point taken. Didn't go play with the big three there. He went and played with the Heat. Now, he created his own big three down there and obviously had success down there, um, but he can't necessarily fault a guy for adapting to the circumstances that are around him. Um, what, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? You're just supposed to stay there and just keep not winning? Now, like, the rest of that team was drafted, most of it. Yeah. Steph drafted, Clay drafted, Draymond drafted. I mean, so like, I mean, they, I mean, they kind of built it, and then yeah, they kind of went and bought that last piece. 
And my, my frustration with that is, and I've been talking about this all week, is that, you know, you should have the availability as a team to improve yourself outside of just that draft, outside of just like, well, they drafted it and that's why they're taking less money and that's why they're going to be able to do this. I just feel like, well, if, if I want to sign another max player, if I want to sign Paul George in the offseason. Your issue is contracts right. and, and uh, uh, what was it? Uh, cap salary. Salary let, cap. Let, let these owners pay whatever they want. I don't understand why baseball has it wrong. Like, I like the concept of, well, if your owner's going to go out there and spend, and at that point you get into, well, big markets are always going to have more money. I'm like, well, yeah, man. And, and teams with. It's going to fast track what I said, which is honestly, I think all leagues need less teams. Yeah. I, I, that, I mean, that's what your idea would fast track. What was my idea? N- not going to happen in the sense no. of teams. You know, Milwaukee's not giving up the Bucks. Even no matter what happens there, no matter what happens, Minnesota's not giving up the There's, Timberwolves. Again, much like in football, the Packers are always going to be in Green Bay. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like that's a very. Do you get spit across Green Bay? I, mean, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I mean, you literally, it's small, and you know, but the Packers are a big deal, and they're like one. You know, it's one of the original franchises. Like it's just. That's always going to be a thing, but I um I, I I don't have a problem. If I was going to be honest with the audience, if it wasn't for the fact that the, the Golden State Warriors were what's standing in front of LeBron James and the Cavaliers winning another championship, I wouldn't care at all that KD went there. Right. If this was if LeBron never would have came back, well, then at that point would the Golden State Warriors have I would, came together? I don't know. But if LeBron never would have came back and the Cavs were just a middle of the pack team right now and they weren't even, you know, they were fighting for a playoff spot as opposed to Let's be honest. If LeBron was still with the Heat right now, you'd love it. You'd and love the it. Heat it was going against Golden State, you'd be happy as hell Kevin Durant is there. Yeah, Cavs were Warriors. For there's sure. a little bit of me that I've been working on. And I realized that, dude, I was carrying anger around, and it was coming out in all facets of my life, like about my sports. Even that, like, it would make me, like, I want the Cavaliers to win this championship. Of course. But if they don't, my life isn't going to be any different. I'm not going to be angry at the organization like I used to get angry at the Browns because I, dude, I've been working on that. Like, why do I, why am I invested? Like, I, I'll watch it. I want to be entertained by it. But when it's over, it's over. And if LeBron and the Cavaliers can't beat this Warriors team, I don't find that to be an indictment on my franchise or LeBron James as a player. Or yourself as a person. A Northeast Ohio sports fan has just etern- like internalized that in themselves for such a long time of, like, we're you know, our teams are losers, therefore I'm a loser. And even if you don't consciously think that, I think a lot of, a lot of sports oh, fans... Oh, that's been the mentality of this region for as long as I can remember. So and that really does go to show like how special last year's championship was and why a hundred or why a million plus people came to that parade and why like there was that feeling of like, oh, you know, it's off of us like that loser mentality. It should be off of us. I think a lot of people still carry that around though oh, because yeah. of 50 plus it's years hard to let it go. Of, 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 of that victim mentality. There, there's comfort that comes in bitching about things. Yeah. There, there's comfort that comes in that. <laughs> Welcome to America in 2017. Right? Welcome to the state. Stansberry show, bro. Like, I, I like Fanto will tell you, I spend a, about 10 minutes a morning kind of like blowing out the lines. And it's not always like screaming, but it's like I, you know, kind of like, you know, kvetch a little bit about, you know, what's going on with us or the show or the building. It's mostly the building. And like before the show starts, and then look what happens. Here we are. We're having decent conversations to start our morning out. Sometimes you got to do it. You got to do it.
You think they win game three tonight? Yeah, I feel confident about tonight. I mean, I feel like all role players are going to play better on home court. So we're looking at J.R. Smith. We're looking at Tristan Thompson. We're looking at Kyle Korver, guys like that. I think they're going to be the difference makers as opposed to the big three are going to get theirs. LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin are going to get it. But, you know, those guys all are going to be able to step it up tonight, hopefully. I think the next two games are huge for one particular Cav, and I think it's J.R. Smith. I think if he does not step up in these next two games, um, I think he may find his friendship with LeBron James isn't as strong as he once thought it was, and that might be one of the pieces that's like, yeah, dude, JR can't cut it. Time to go. I think that I, now that's just pure speculation, but I think I, that's one of those things I kind of see maybe coming. I know he argued to get him paid and that whole thing, but LeBron is a what have you done for me lately? And he's not going to sit idly by and watch another championship slip through his fingers because you're going to be like, you're not as good as Jordan if he doesn't win championships. And so his he's going to choose titles over friendship. JR is going to play his way out of the Cavaliers uniform if he doesn't step up big in the next two games. That's just a prediction by me. There's a, something going down for free drinks and a Thailand bar you won't believe. We'll give you that next on The Stansbury. The Stansbury Show on Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, where you can win yourself 311 tickets for their show June 22nd up at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. 930. We'll pass those out. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Also have a couple of pairs of tickets for Rhythm and Brews. That's going down at the Canton Cultural Center. That also on the 22nd. And I'll be there that night from 6 to 8. We'll pass those out 7.30, 8.30. Same phone number on them. Hear a little audio about Le- uh, how LeBron James feels about where they stand in the NBA Finals. We'll run that down for you at 8 o'clock. This, however, coming from uh, yesterday, where Canton Police once again involved in a shooting. Uh... A man was wielding a baseball bat at them, and a local Canton cop ended up having to use his service weapon. We have a little audio, I believe, uh, from Fox 8. Is that where we took this from? That is correct. Yeah, Lou and Tracy, we are learning little bits of information here tonight. Just two weeks, as you know, after there was another police-involved shooting here in Canton. However, we're being told the circumstances surrounding tonight's situation and shooting very much different from that fatal shooting two weeks ago. The shooting tonight happening at the Refuge of Hope Men's Shelter in downtown Canton on 3rd Street. An officer who apparently frequently stops at the shelter, interacting and reaching out to clients, was inside at the time when police say a man entered the building swinging a bat, trying to hit the officer, who fired two shots, striking the suspect in the abdomen. The suspect was taken to Altman Hospital in stable condition. BCI agents responding to the scene. Residents did have to leave for a short time, um, but within the last hour, we're returning uh, to the shelter for the evening. Okay. Now, there's no That's word good. on a possible motive, but a spokesperson says everyone clearly upset by what happened. They are cooperating with investigators while continuing to provide vital services to those in need. We're concerned for, um, for our residents, our dinner guests, um, for, for the community, and we have concern for, um, for the young man um, who was wounded in this incident as well, too. 
So again, the young man who was wounded, as you heard her say there, at Altman Hospital tonight in stable condition. Everything is under investigation. A crisis intervention team will be on hand at the shelter tomorrow to talk with residents and speak with employees and volunteers as well to make sure everyone's okay. Um, and as you know, the previous shooting here in Canton that is still under investigation, that one was fatal where a 24-year-old young man lost his life after some strange 911 calls and police say that he was shot because they thought he was armed and they were fearing for his girlfriend's safety. But this situation tonight, um, under investigation, but seems to be uh, under control as well. And again, Suze, the, the officer is known to the shelter, friendly with people inside the shelter, and really at this point we have no idea what precipitated that attack on the officer. No idea. They're not releasing any details if any words were exchanged or what might have happened. Um, a spokesperson for the shelter said that the officers frequently not only stop there, but at many of the businesses throughout the week. They'll stop by periodically um, with the businesses and the shelter interacting with people. So, yeah, no idea what led up to this, but uh, just a wild situation. Still trying to sort it all out. All right, Suzanne, thank you from Canada. So, yeah, a man was wielding a baseball bat, and then uh, the officer shot him in the abdomen. So the guy is in stable condition, going to live, um, which is good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you can't swing baseball bats at cops. and uh, But luckily, I mean, if I'm going to find a silver lining... The man gets to live. Yeah, no no matter what happens, and, and the cop gets to live. You yes. know what I mean? Everybody involved in this story yes. gets to live. It, it, no matter what the circumstances are, and I know a lot of people love the bloodlust. They love it, dude. They, they, they want to see a dead body. Oh, he deserved to die. And this cop was justified in shooting this man. There's no question about it. But I don't want that cop to have to deal with that. I don't want that cop to have to deal with killing a person. And whether it was justified or not, I, I, you don't want, I, I mean, I think that's a, a terrible thing for people to be like, oh, good. I wish he was dead. At the end, at the, and that's, that's not at the end of your gun. That's not a, that body counts not on you. And and and, and yeah, fact, that guy. Because dude, what people don't realize about that situation is that cop's going to go home changed after that too. He's a person. And, and then his wife's life is different, and his kids' lives are different. As like that guy's going to spend guy or woman, depending on you know what I mean, uh -huh. um, depending on the police officer there. But you're going to spend months, probably if not longer, trying to work through that. And so yeah, it just. It, that's a different thing. I'm being asked if Canton's the only city without tasers. Deadly force is the only option. Well, John, I'll tell you, it wasn't deadly. The guy's in stable condition. He's going to be fine. And I don't know this to be true. I'm going to speculate. Do they use tasers when there's no weapon present, but they still need to subdue somebody? But if a weapon's present, they they, they skip over taser and go to, we better go to gun? I don't know. I think it's I'm guessing kind that. of at discretion of the officer there, okay. where if you feel like somebody's life is in jeopardy, whether it's yours or another person's, sure. that's, I just don't know that's the when you decide to pull your gun out as opposed to your taser. And somebody swinging a baseball bat at you is certainly your life oh, you could die for sure. in, in danger. Yeah, you could die for sure. It's absolutely ridiculous to think otherwise, to say that. That was, an, I mean, not a non-justified use of force. Of course that was a justified use of and force. And again, dude. not deadly. Shot in the abdomen. The guy's in stable condition at Altman Hospital and, uh, you know, expected to fully recover. So, I mean, I, I it, this is, again, now, what, the third time in a row where, where, where we've had to examine a situation with Canton cops where I feel like walking away from it going, yeah, yeah they did. They did pretty good. Thumbs up. Way to go. I um I'm I, I feel bad for this shelter, Refuge of Hope. Yeah. Um, they are one of the only men's shelters in Canton, and that's a. Oh, tough, is that right? I mean, that's you know, there's uh, and now there's not enough resources available for anybody that's homeless. I guess in the sense of that, but like men in particular, without children, it's a tough place to be because like the YWCA is not going to take you. You know, there's there's plenty of shelters that aren't going to take you because you know. Does America America probably have? Has less sympathy.
empathy, right? You can, for for a childless male, you're at least looked at as you can take care of yourself, yeah, or you're, you're right. not, you know. So so refuge refuge of hope definitely fills a gap in downtown Canton that needs to be filled, and along with a, as a men's shelter, they also do. I think it's two meals every single day throughout the week. So like that's oh, a huge good. thing, and that's not exclusively to men. That's anybody that needs help can go there and, and go get that. Um, but that just got to be a tough place as like you know the director of that organization as somebody who supports that organization and stuff like that where it's you know somebody came in last night swinging a baseball bat and ended up shot that's just yeah. a it's a tough place to be sounds and again purely speculation but it's i would assume what that is is we're going to deal with a little bit of mental health issue there of you know what i mean i i don't think that's crazy to assume that but i it for again i'm walking away this is the third situation with a canton cop in a month i've had to talk about it on the air and i'm walking away thumbs up uh, th- three for three i feel like they've just been nailing it out of the park so again canton pd thanks on behalf of the sands show we'll be right back with more of it next on rock 106.9 rock 106.9 welcome back to the sands show 7 30 we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for rhythm and bruise that's going down canton cultural center 22nd i'll be there that evening from 6 to 8 and so will you get you hooked up with your tickets 7 30 this bill maher situation is yeah. getting a little worse all right where you know, people were rushing to his defense the other day on Twitter saying, you know, he dates black women. If you don't know, Bill Maher had used the N-word on his program real time with Bill Maher on HBO. Airs uh, HBO Friday nights, 10 p.m. And he had used it last week. And, uh, you know, somebody had asked him, man, I want you come spend more time in Nebraska. We would love you working in the fields with us. And he had said, oh, Senator, please. I'm a house N-word. And then looked at the audience and said, oh, no, it's a joke. And then they all clapped like weird. like that. was so, Yeah, that was really weird because I know who Bill Maher is. I know what his target audience is. So I know who those people are. And they're the same people who, if they heard somebody else use that word online, they'd be all on them for it. W- worth noting that when the senator, Bill, or Ben Sass, set the joke up, they groaned. It was like, oh, we can all Worth tell where noting. you're going with that. And then when Bill Maher says, like, oh, hey, enter, <laughs> they're all like, ah, <laughs> clapping. What? Yeah, I thought that was really strange. So TMZ caught up with one of his ex-girlfriends, Coco Johnson. And she's strongly insinuating that he had used this word with her multiple times in their relationship. Oh, Coco Johnson, African-American woman. Never would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> well. <Wow. Yeah>. Well. <laughs> now, should know that Mar dated her for about a year and a half, and she ended up suing him for $9 million for not following through on an alleged promise to marry her. She also claimed he verbally abused her with degrading racial comments. That case was later, though, dismissed due to lack of evidence. Now, again, who's going to have evidence of that? When you're in the middle of an argument, you don't think to yourself, "Let me turn on my iPhone and record it." Now, if you now if you're looking to set somebody should, up, yeah. yeah, maybe you should. But just because there wasn't evidence doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't do this. Now, on the flip side of that, just because she's saying this did happen doesn't mean it did either, though. And so, but it's just we knew this was going to happen. Once people, once HBO said, ah, no, the show will be on next week, we knew one of these girlfriends eventually was going to come out and say that this happened. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a pretty, you know, an inevitable, you know, outcome of that. I, I guess you do have to put this through the filter, though, of, I mean, 
she is a jilted ex-lover of his. There's no denying that. And she like, missed out on $9 million. Right. And that's ridiculous that you're going to be able to sue somebody for saying I'm, I'm, to marry you. I want to marry you and right. then changing their mind. Changing my mind is a $9 million mistake. Now, that all being said, I, I believe that Bill Maher used the term probably on a regular basis, probably with a little bit of like, hey, yeah, whatever. I, did I date blanche chicks? It's fine. I got you ju- think? I got jungle fever. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, I totally do. Let me ask you this question. Do you think it is possible for a white man to date a black woman or a black man to date a white woman and have that word end up being used playfully in your relationship? I mean, amongst friends, amongst relationships that you have within your own life, Sure. I mean, I think you probably could. I think, you know, you could probably cross that bridge together and be I like, could definitely see it being used in the bedroom for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In role play and things like that for sure. I know a chick that... I mean, it's huge in porn. Yeah, I know I know a chick that was like involved... So are the African-American <laughs> dudes are huge in porn too. Um, and she was like a dominatrix, essentially. Really? And she had a guy that... A black dude that that's what she did was like racially... Oh, yeah? Was like racially degrade the dude. Liked yeah. it. Yeah, and that was like his thing. It's taboo, so yeah. Right. So... But that doesn't give you an excuse to use no, it no, 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 as no, no, you no, no, see no, no, no. fit. I mean, it, no, that's not an excuse to, for what he did Friday night on the program. No, no, no. I'm just I'm asking the question because I think maybe what happened here with Coco Johnson is that's what happened, and then the relationship dissolved, and then now she's you know what I mean. She seems oppor- you know opportunistic to me, but I don't know that to be true. You know, that's my gut feeling on that. If you're willing to do it. On live TV, if you are, if then you said it to your girl. Yeah, you said it to your wife for sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, again, I'm a fan of the program. I'm a fan of his. I was a fan of his original show, Politically Incorrect. I love that show too. I just I enjoy him as a broadcaster, as a you know, as a TV personality. But I cannot believe that in today's day and age that that show is going to continue. I can't believe it. I was shocked. Stansberry, a fan of Coco Johnson too. Miss Bad Bitch 2017. Yeah, no, there's no denial coming. <laughs> she could get it. All right. Get ready for the live tweet assault. That's happening next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9, 7.30. Win your way into the Rhythm and Brews that's going down Canton Cultural Center on the 22nd. I'll be your host that night from 6 to 8. See you out there. Pass out those tickets shortly. Also coming up at 8.30. Guys, we'll tell you how to get your penis filled. I've been wondering. I read that yesterday, and I didn't like it. It, uh, I, uh, I, I obsessed about things that I just, <laughs> I couldn't. There were visuals I couldn't stop seeing, and then stuff, and I just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it ruined my night. So I'm gonna ruin your morning with it at 8:30. Talk about penis fillers. 8:30 on the program. <laughs> You all right? You gonna yeah, be able to make it? I think I will, dude. I'm just looking forward to 8:30 already, dude. So tomorrow, former FBI Director James Comey will have his hearing in front of Congress. And I read yesterday that our Commander in Chief, President Donald Trump, is going to live tweet it. 
Now, I don't know if he's actually going to be there or if it's like, you know, he's going to watch the live feed and then he's just going to tweet. That I don't know. But there is a plan for him to live tweet during the FBI director hearing in front of Congress. Now, I think that who you are, your past actions will weigh in how people feel about your future actions. Of course. And by that I mean, I think that if Donald Trump had shown a little bit more responsibility with his Twitter account before this announcement or before this idea, I think the American public would have actually been all right with it. I think we would have been walking away going, you know what, this is a president showing us his opinion, weighing in, and how he's going to weigh in. Like, if Obama would have done this, we would have been like, oh, look, a president embracing technology, understanding that this is a huge part of what we do now. But because we would have believed he would have responsibly weighed in versus, like, sad loser like it wasn't gonna be that um right like it's not crazy to live tweet the hearing it's crazy what what he's going to say i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree there that it is crazy to live tweet a hearing like this i mean if you're live tweeting like like you know the nba finals as obama okay that's one thing interacting with america right but to live tweet like a, a a congressional hearing based on russian influence into our elections that feels wrong to me like you as the president probably need to show a little bit of like you know a, a restraint there and actually like pay attention to it as opposed to live tweeting it how many times like tweeting live tweeting the nba finals dude i'll Do be you sitting there things? i'll be sitting there typing something out making sure i don't have any typos making sure i'm you know using things correctly rewording Do i have things. the right gif in here right and then it's like oh dude you just missed three plays so no, dude. That's a fair argument. Yeah, I don't think if this was another avenue, if this was a different, you know, subject we were talking about here. Hey, I'm going to live tweet the Memorial Day parade in Washington D.C. and I'll give you my observations on that. Then great, dude. That's awesome. Fine. But this is something that's a little bit more serious, and your fly off the fly off the mouth like opinions of stuff isn't necessarily a good look for the leader of of the free world. That's a fair argument. I just think it would have been received differently. Like, I think it's because of who you are and your previous behavior is how people will react to what you're planning or will do. And and, and I think Obama, President Obama had a different relationship with social media than Donald Trump has. And I think that that we would have heard this differently. It would have been viewed differently. We're now, like, when I read this yesterday, I was like, oh, that's the action of a petulant child. But had this happened with a, and leave Obama out of it, had it happened with any other president in history, anyone from either side of the aisle, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, he's going to be a president about it, though. My nerves about this tomorrow, though, is is because of what what President Trump has been willing to do with his Twitter account up till now. And so that's what I worry about. I don't. I, I worried less. Now you're bringing up great points, but I worry less about the fact that it's even being done. But it's more about like, oh my god, like what do I always say to people about social media? That take the minute you want to post something, take ten more minutes, put your phone down, not, think about it, and then if you still want to post it, maybe do it. But the problem with this stuff now is, is that we get everybody's first reaction, not what your your end result reaction will be to something. You know, um, obviously, President Trump has totally embraced Twitter. And number one, how happy is Twitter about that? Like, at the end of the day, a, a company who hasn't been able to really who, pr- profit off of their their success. You know what? This is this is an interesting point here because Twitter is where the leftists 
like mentality lives, and yet one of its most popular users is the Republican president, Donald Trump. You're right about I bet, you know what's secretly behind closed doors in Twitter boardrooms? You're right. They're loving oh, that. Oh, yeah, dude. I never thought of that. Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook is pissed that it's not Facebook as the avenue. You know what I mean? Like, he's totally like, son of a bitch, man. We lost out on that Yeah, one. you're it, it right. Is, it is. There's, there's no denying that. But, so... Not that this all started, but the most recent example of of like this kind of being an issue is with what was going on in you know after the London Bridge attack, right? Where President Trump, you know, called the mayor of London irresponsible, and I can't remember the exact terms, but essentially sure. saying you're doing a bad you job. You didn't do you didn't do this you well. Don't, you don't care about this, and right. it was taken out of context. The quote that you know the, that 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 the London mayor made, and. Following that and following this, this is why we need the travel ban. This is why we need the travel ban. That's what Trump said on Twitter. Called it a travel ban 100% from his from his mind to his thumbs to the world. That's he how it went. said, I don't care what the, what the courts are calling it. It's a travel ban. So immediately after that, in the day after that, on CNN, on Fox News, on MSNBC, on any of the news outlets, dude, you had, whether it was Kellyanne Conway or or any of the other White House official spokespeople saying, you're, you're spending too much time looking at at his tweets. It's not that it's not that important. It's not policy. It's not it's not, you know, a direct press release. You guys are obsessing over the tweets is what Kellyanne Conway said. Trump comes out yesterday and says the lamestream media is trying to take Twitter away from me because that's my direct, you know, avenue to the American people. So you can't have it both ways there. You can't no, you be can't. like, "Oh, well, it's just social media. It's just social media. It's just social media." No, and no the, it's not. It's the goddamn president's thoughts and words, the, actions. Well, not only that, but everyday citizens are are being fired from retail stores over social media. It's not just social media anymore, people. It's communication now. This is how we talk to one another. Nobody's accounts are just social media anymore. I keep trying to tell you guys this. If you post something online your boss doesn't like, he will fire your ass for it. And you're not going to be able to sit in your supervisor's office and say, well, it's just social media. You're not going to be able to do that. So no, if it's not just social media for for Terry who works at the the, the big box store down the street, then it sure as hell's not going to be just social media for the leader of the free world, right? Am I making sense? I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in the ballpark of it. But again, I don't hate the idea of live tweeting the meeting. I don't. I hate the idea of who's doing it. I think another government body live tweeting it, showing us another angle, giving opinion on it. Probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I know what I'm going to read tomorrow. I know what the tweets are going to be. Sad, loser, liar, sad. That's what it's going to be. And I just, I, I just, I don't walk away from that feeling like I'm being led. You know? Not that he's not doing other positive things in other areas. But when I read some of these tweets, I just don't feel like, I, that, like I'm being led. But that's just me. You know? I can knock it all I want. We can knock it all we want. But while it's going on tomorrow, what are we going to be paying attention to? Him live tweeting the Comey hearing. As much as I, as much as I know it's going to be an S show, I'm kind of sitting here, fingers crossed, like, please do it, dude. Please do it because of how much, how much conversation comes out of that. We in this country have yet again another translate problem, another translate issue. We'll give you that and rhythm and bruise tickets all next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9. Have a pair of Rhythm and Brews tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. 
Also, 8 o'clock, we'll let you take a listen to what LeBron had to say about where they sit in the NBA Finals. So I read this story from theblaze.com where a transgender freshman runner who was born a male transitioned to female has won two girls state championships as a sprinter. Andrea Yearwood won the girls 100 meter and 200 meter dashes at the Connecticut High School Class M State Championships. Obviously, these victories came with a little bit of controversy. Now, Andrea Yearwood says, it feels really good. I'm really happy to win both titles. I kind of expected it. I've always gotten first, so I expected it to some extent. I'm really proud of it. Now, in the past, I have been very vocal about how I feel like like the transgender bathroom issue, like what, how Target got sucked into that whole thing, and that whole thing, I thought the whole thing was silly. Let people go to the bathroom, right? People got to use the restroom. They got to go. It's not an elected thing. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I had a little hesitation with what's happening here. And I want to be careful about that because I know how, I know how triggered everybody gets. I want to make sure that trans athletes have the ability to enjoy the high school experience the way any other kid can. And if that means competing in sport, which I did not do organized sport in high school, then if that's what that means for you, then I want you to be able to do that. But I do think there's an issue with allow and not see the word issue. Not that I'm saying we got to stop it tomorrow, but there's an issue about letting athletes compete with one another. We know that 90% again, I'm just using numbers. We know that a large portion of the time men are born stronger, faster, bigger, stronger, faster, right? We just kind of know that. So I don't, is this, and again, I always hate this word. Is this fair? Um, I, I think one of the first things, you know, that comes out in this conversation is like, we really are getting into uncharted territory here. And like, it's not that yeah, trans, there's no map for this. It's, it's not that trans people are new. It's not like, oh man, boy, trans people just showed up two years ago and we didn't know about it. Um, but it is as, as this becomes more and more of a public conversation and issues like this become more and more into the, into the mainstream, you know, line of sight, there are going to be areas of gray here and, and, to act like to act like everybody just needs to catch up and say, oh nope, trans is always okay in all situations, and you know, I, 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 it's crazy. I, well, you're not going. To, it's it's not a reality. People are going. It's going to take some time for that to for society to kind of catch up with what you, what your ideals are, what your hopes are, what your wishes are out of. And that. that's true. I mean, the the accelerator pedal got pushed on the trans issue last year to the floor. I mean, it was like yeah. here it is. We've been doing a bad job of this, and then pedal to the metal right. and we went full tilt on it. And some people are going to be okay with that and a lot of people aren't. And right. I'm not saying that like, oh well, you know, well God, you know, you just you just are who you are and you shouldn't have to adapt to the world because you're going to have to. Um but you can't necessarily expect it just to be a smooth process. You can't be like, "Oh, well, dude, you know." Um I, I think it's worth noting and I saw yesterday in social media, um I don't think that anybody is 
deciding to either a be you know transsexual or 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 b you know present themselves as transsexual just to go win women's athletic events. I saw people yesterday. Oh, dude, this is a coward male who couldn't compete with other guys and decided to go run with girls. That's not what happened here. It's not. I mean, I would have a hard time buying into the fact that somebody would present themselves as trans just to go win a high school athletic event. Because with with being trans, that's a reach. With being trans, I mean, think about the the issues that come with that. Think about the you could be killed. Right. I mean, so that's an extreme case. But let's not pretend it's never happened. Right. Let's not pretend it's never happened, and let's not pretend like harassment doesn't come along with it, and a fear of that person doesn't come along with it, and a general like ugh looking at that person and i'm not saying that's how i feel i'm just saying that's how a lot of society is going to view you as a trans person um i don't know i don't know what the clear-cut answer to this is because you're right i think that you know you have a right to i want you to have the typical high school experience but we don't have enough trans athletes right now to field teams no and i don't i don't know if you should i don't know if you should have a trans exclusive like track team or trans exclusive you know track event or anything like that are we going to end up moving into co-ed sport because of this? I think there's is this issue is I mean, that more likely than a third sport? Haven't we kind of already or do- third team? Haven't, haven't we kind of already done that in cases where girls want to play football or girls want to wrestle or whatever the case is? And that's not even trans. That's just a girl saying, I want to be on the wrestling team or I want to be on the football team. Right. And there's no option for me to do it. We've seen right. cases of that. So are we moving into now? I know that sounds to a lot of people. What I just suggested sounded like there's no way you can do that. But again, look how fast the world's evolving these days. And I'm not sure that we're not going to end up with full-on co-ed sport. I mean, at that point, though, I mean, you are going to get into, and I'm not trying to, like, be sexist here, but you're going to get into guys dominating women. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you, you are. Like, at the end of the day, in almost every sport, it's going to be men dominating women in that, and it's going to be like, well, how fair is that? I don't know if I want this kid to have to go race against boys as a girl. I mean, and and I I feel like that might be the happy medium right now between the two, you know, where it's like, well, then at least at that point, it's an even playing field. Yeah, but then you're, uh, but then you're, but did a good lawyer is going to say you're forcing him to be a boy. That's what a good lawyer is going to say. And he's going to win. I think it's also he or she. I think it's also important to consider. Has this kid gone through like hormonal therapy is this kid taking estrogen to make him or make her more female and if that's the case is that negating the testosterone advantage that is perceived with with guys i don't have that in this particular article i will i'm hesitant to say looking at a still photo it looks like a boy wearing a woman's wig so I don't believe we've seen a lot of that start to take place just yet. Um, and I guess at that point, though, what you're saying is like, well, if your family's supportive enough and rich enough to get you right. testosterone, then, or, or then that fits into what our parameters are. And I don't think right. you can do that either. Right. It's it, dude. There's going to be gray in this, and, and and for either side to be like, nope, it's a black and white issue. No, it's no, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. And I need kids to be able to have a typical experience of being a teenager. It's hard enough as it is. And so I need that to be a thing, but I don't know how I feel teams for you. I don't, I'm not trying to oppress you. I'm not trying to like, you know, section you out, but I mean, this is, this is a new thing. You know what I mean? Like if you would have told my grandparents at some point in this country, we're going to have a conversation about whether or not there's more than two genders, their heads would have exploded. 
You know what I mean? So like everybody's gonna have to give us the the collective us uh, like a little bit of time here to like take a deep breath and figure out what we do. There's no right. I mean, as of right now, there's no right or wrong here just yet because we don't know what the thing to do is. It's just tricky. It just this one kind of felt a little wrong to me. And as much as I want a trans athlete to be able to have the experience, I also want the girl that finished second to have a right. proper opportunity to right. win because that's part of her typical high school experience. Did you see it was like and these are middle school kids or younger than that, maybe even elementary school kids. Uh, there was a girl's soccer team and there was a girl with a short haircut and the ref's like, no, you're a boy. You're not allowed to play anymore. What? You're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to play anymore. And no, that I didn't documentation, see. I mean, they showed her birth certificate. They showed all these different things. And wouldn't let her so, play. But it's like, at what point though, at what point before <sighs> the game is the ref going to go and grab your genitals of, and be like, all right, are you able to play here? Are you able to, to accurately, you know, Catholic be- school, bro. Catholic school. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Sansbury show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have Rhythm and Bruce tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly for you. That going down on the 22nd, Camp Cultural Center. I'll be out there as well, 6 to 8. If you missed us talking about the transgender uh, high school runner when, uh, winning the championships, that video has just been tweeted out at Sansbury Show's that account. You can also find it online, wrqk.com, in the Sansbury Show section. You know, people are telling me that if she had transitioned, the hormonal advantages of being born a male are gone. I don't think overnight. And I think um, now, again, that's just me guessing. But I can tell by looking at these athletes. Now, again, some women athletes are bigger and stronger than other female athletes. Not to say that you couldn't. But, I mean, this looks I mean, physically, it looks like she's that much bigger, that much stronger. Just you know, Phantom said, "It's just, dude. This is gray area stuff. I mean, there's just there's no roadmap for this. There, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's freaking everybody out. Like, oh my god, now my kids got to compete against this. But like, I need all people to have the same opportunities available to them while in high school because you're forced to be there. And so, like, I need people to be treated the same way along the way. Now, I don't know the, the proper way to do that with sport. That's why I didn't try to become a high school principal." Right? That's why I'm not that's why I'm not in charge of a of a student body, because I don't know. I just tell you guys the stories that are going on, give you my best opinion possible, but that's why I don't make laws. I don't know what to do. Neither do you. And honestly, I bet most people's anger comes out of fear, oh, not yeah. necessarily anger. That's where it comes oh, yeah. from. It's the fear of the unknown. That's what drives all the things that split us apart. Is fear of the unknown. But it didn't look fair. Like I watched the run, and but again, like does LeBron look fair against the Boston Celtics? No, he it doesn't. Like LeBron, up until like this NBA Finals, but again, that's an all time great team that he's playing against right now. They say, but it looked like I mean, guys were tweeting out two weeks ago. LeBron looks like he should be in a better league than the rest of these guys. So sometimes athletes are just bigger and better and faster and stronger and all that stuff. I don't know. But it's um, but that video is available for you, WRQK.com, if you have not seen it, also up there for you right now. And uh, as an animal person, this one, had, this one left me a little conflicted. Okay. And uh, I'm a dog person. I don't have one right now. My apartment where I live will not uh, permit dogs, and um, it's actually one of the reasons why I'm kind of on the hunt for a rental house right now. As, uh, I'm, a, I'm ready to move, and B, I, I kind of want to get a dog. And so it's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, so I'm an animal person, right? But I, I, I came across this video and I knew it would like, you know, selfishly, I knew it would move the needle. I knew it would be a conversation for the program. And I knew I was like, oh, this will get some digital stuff going for us. 
right? And I'm conflicted by that because what it is is it's a video from a Chinese zoo where there were people there. There were zoo visitors there, and they fed a live donkey to tigers. And like, there's a slide, and they like shove the donkey in the water there, and then the tigers just rip this thing apart. Now I understand it's a little bit circle of life there, right? But we're not in the wild. Like I had no idea. I mean, was I just ignorant to zoos? Like we're just throw. I mean, I didn't realize we were throwing live donkeys to to feed tigers. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I, you've known for quite a while that people with like pet snakes feed live mice to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, this is a non-story. It's a non-issue. Really? It is circle of life. And I can understand why it's like, a, oh, my God, look how brutal it is. Well, it's welcome jarring to, to welcome, see it. Welcome yeah. to animals. Right. Like, welcome Turn to, on Animal Planet. Right. Like, that's what that life is. So this is okay. And those animals, number one, don't necessarily know that they're not in the wild. And and, 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 and I, I... I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, these animals... That's a good point. These animals don't know that they're not in, you know, where they're supposed to be. And, I mean, let's be real. Like, tigers were designed and meant to hunt and kill their prey. Like, that's who they are. That's what they are. That's what they do. I, I don't have an issue with this at all. And honestly, I think that it should probably be, like, common practice at zoos. The reason it's not is because obviously if that donkey kicks one of those tigers, breaks its skull in, and then you don't have your tiger anymore. But like, if you want your children, if, you, never thought of that if you want the general public to understand and respect what animals are, isn't this an education? Yeah, dude. Like that's that's who they are. That's what they do. Like I, I've got no problem with this at all. You know, another reasons why one of the other reasons why I wanted to bring this up again, and and I said I'm an animal person, but so like real intense animal people are crazy because like. The American public, we do, we value animals sometimes more than we do human life. Sure, sure. Isn't that crazy? Um, now, people will make the argument, well, a human, a human can defend itself and where an animal can't. Mm. Uh, animal can defend itself. Yeah. Um, if, you know, it, would it make it, is it any better that they kill the donkey and then feed it to the tiger? Donkey's still dead. Donkey still got killed. What, di- what difference does that make? Somebody's going to say, I'm sure somebody will come up with a very easy, and I'm, I'm guessing there's a reason why we don't do this, is why not just take roadkill and feed it to the, to the live animals? Or why aren't we looking for, you know, things that maybe have to be euthanized from, you know, uh, shelters or things like that? And, uh, you know what I mean? Where they're still, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I know what some of the suggestions people are going to say to me are you, you, you're, you're you know you know tigers have to eat meat that's who that's who they are that's what they do that's 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 the life of a tiger right there I don't I don't have a problem with this at all I don't I think this is perfectly appropriate and honestly I think it would give a better you know a better lesson to the world if you're going to go to the zoo you're a member is, of both zoos locally indeed I am dude indeed I am and that's the that's the brutality of life as an animal I I, I support it I'm being told. That if you're rehabbing the animal, thank you, James, for tweeting this in, that if you're rehabbing the animal, then they need to feed the tiger live prey, that that's part of the rehab process. Now, I don't know if that's what China was doing with this particular tiger. I didn't know that information either. Sometimes I feel like, 
I don't want to say guilty, but like sometimes I feel like with my cats, um, I, I, I like I'm like, well, should I just go get them like a couple of mice and let them kill them? Because that's what they are. That's that's, that's what, what they, they want to do. That's what they want to do is they want to go kill something and hunt something. And, and that's and I, I, I've said that to my girlfriend before. I'm like, well, if we just got like two like, you know, feeder mice and we put them into, you know, the spare bedroom with the with the cats, close the door and let them go do their things. I, I, I have no problem with it. Really? Yeah. Are you going to start doing that? Um, She's like, no, we're not doing that. So, so it right. does not seem like Terrible it, idea. Here's what we're going to do while your girlfriend's at work. <laughs> you got the two cats, right? I Don't, do. All right. So you get a cat. I get a cat. Dollar bills on the floor. <laughs> Let's see who takes out which mice. Oh, my God. Like Michael Vick got taken down with dog fighting. <laughs> Are we going to get taken down with like with, with like... Cat mouse eating. Look at us creating sports. Who needs the NBA finals? We got cats eating mice over at the Fantone household. It's going out after the program. We'll tweet out the address. <laughs> Dude, we could make so much money. That would be so awesome. Speaking of the NBA finals, we'll let you take a listen to what LeBron thinks about it. We'll do that next. But right now, we have to pass out these Rhythm and Brews tickets. That going down the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center. We'll take caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And again, you'll hear from LeBron James next on the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9, 930. We'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets to check out 311, June 22nd, up at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. If you're a 311 fan, 930 is when you want to be around here. We'll also tell you the best reason not to pet your chicken. Okay. 9.30. All right. Don't bet the chicken. 9.30. NBA Finals Game 3 is later this evening. Defend the land, indeed, as uh, the Cavaliers are back home for this one. Um, I've heard this theory before, that a series doesn't start until somebody loses on their home floor. Yeah. And uh, I think the Cavs will come out tonight and play with a little bit more energy, uh, maybe, um, and I think that they'll play better here. I think uh, when calls are close, you'll probably get the home court call. I think that may help us as well. I did read this this morning. The Ty Lue says there is no plans whatsoever to change the, the game style and that he does not plan to slow the game down. Now, I saw a lot of people making that observation on TV, and I will admit that during Game 2, my instinct was to tweet that, was to tweet, like, we've got to slow this pace of this game down to compete with this. I mean, you have to dance with the girl you brought to the to the, to the dance. That's you true. Know? And, and this is what got you to where you are today. And I understand why it's very easy to be like, ah, throw the plan out the window, everything's going wrong. But well, isn't that the hardest thing to do in sports, though, is to change the plan when the plan's no longer working? I mean, you can't just do the plan because that's the plan and then if you know the plan is not going to get it done then. well is it the plan not getting it done or are you not executing the plan that's kind of like the, the you know that's or, where the coach comes into play there because right. he's the one that should know the answer to that and out of the gate yeah you're going to keep the same starting rotation but that doesn't mean you're not going to change the player I mean it's not like that doesn't mean you're not going to you, you know change sub- rotations quick sub jump in quicker just because it's right. like all right JR doesn't have it tonight hasn't had it all let's finals. get, jump, let's out get there. jump out there right um um, but you know, I mean, it's you know, you, you live by something and you die by something. And if if that's what got you here and that's what your plan is, then I can support sticking with it. I get that. So they obviously wanted to talk to LeBron James about what it's like to be down O two, and he had said a couple of comments yesterday that got highlighted and again tweeted and like Facebooked and like Instagrammed and all this stuff yesterday, attacking him for some of the answers he had about being down O two. We have those. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I mean, it's something I'm, I am accustomed to, and um, 
you know, it's something that um, that I feel like is that it's okay for me to kind of always go back and um, and know that I can refocus. You know, I can uh, you know get my guys ready, get myself ready. Um, you know, but you know you you hate to continue to put yourself in, in these positions, but at the end of the day, it's still just basketball, man. And um, you know, and that's what gets me comfortable and more comfortable about it because it's just a game. You know, and I prepare myself. I'm going to go out and do my job and, you know, live with the results. And people took issue with that yesterday. I mean, he got murdered on roundtable talk shows. He got murdered on Twitter about this. Michael would have never just called it just a game. Kobe would have never called it just a game. And I would have to agree that I don't think Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant would have had that to say. Now, if somebody has them saying that, and I'm I'm wrong about that, then again, I will adjust. But I have heard the knock on LeBron that he does not have that killer mentality that Jordan and Kobe maybe had. And I've always excused it, you know, um, and, and said, yeah, you know, but he's got some other things that maybe those guys didn't. And, you know, not every guy's the same. You know, players are going to be different here and there and era and, you know, mentality and generation and all that stuff kind of gets weighed into there. But is there something to the fact that Jordan didn't feel that way and he won all his championships and LeBron kind of feels like, eh, it's basketball and then that's how that goes or no? I mean, well, then where was that mentality in, in year 14 for Jordan? You know what I mean? Where was that mentality for Jordan when he left the sport for two years? So, like, I mean, I think LeBron has perspective on his life. I think LeBron has perspective on who he is and what he does and what he wants to be remembered as. And, I I, I mean, it's revisionist history, as always, when it comes to, oh, well, this is what Michael did. This is what Michael did. This is what Michael did. Where was that killer mentality when you were playing with the Washington Wizards, bro? Year 14, same as LeBron. Where was that mentality? All right. You know, I... Is, is is the mentality the thing that's winning you the championship? Is that, is that? I mean, um, I, I mean, not a portion of not all sport is it mental? Oh, it's certainly. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, of course, there's a mental aspect to the game. I, I, I'm not debating that, but it's just you, you can't just point at this and be like, "Well, dude, he's softer than Jordan." It's like, as always, we're just remembering those six years where Jordan won. I mean, we're not remembering the right. eight years where he lost. Where he couldn't where he got, get there. Where he got bounced out of the first round of the right. playoffs. That like, is true. So so did Jordan still have that same mentality when he got bounced out three years in the first round of the NBA playoffs? I, that that's that's an excellent point. I you know I mean I, I just I saw people murdering him this way and I was like I wonder if there's something to that. I, I again, I play a very solo game golf. But if your mind's not in it, or if you don't think you're about to hit the great shot, you don't hit the great shot. It doesn't come from going. Uh, well, let's see if this works. Hitting a great. I saw it happen to me three times yesterday. Where I, we're in the middle of a, middle of a hole. I hit a ball bad because I thought I was going to hit it bad. I dropped another one down. I was like, this is what you're going to do. Confidently stepped up and hit it. Hit it perfect. There is something to your minds, your mindset of playing better. I mean, he didn't just say like, eh, well, if we win, if we win, if we lose, we lose. Who cares? Right. Whatever. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I think. I think America has a hard time with somebody having the perspective that LeBron has because to us it feels like the most important thing in the world. It feels like this is the 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 number one top priority in all life. And I think it's okay that LeBron sees that. Like, no, it's not. Like, this isn't the one and only defining feature of of who I am. I also think. I think I may have cracked the LeBron code. 
and I think I might know something. I, and maybe maybe I've stumbled across something that LeBron cares about that maybe other people haven't caught up to yet. And that is, we've heard him say he's chasing the ghost in Chicago, right? We've heard him say that. Yeah, and that 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 I think what he meant by that, and I think a lot of people kind of misinterpreted that. I, think I do what, too. I think what he meant by that is that like it's not real what I'm chasing. It's not that like, hey, I'm chasing this ghost of that Jordan. He's actually doing it. It's that you're right. having him do it. Right. I would agree with that. Okay, but since that's part of it, I think what LeBron has resolved himself to is this. I cannot go perfect in the finals the way Michael did. I can't do it. It's already that that ship has since sailed. But Michael has gone into ownership and NBA executive after his playing days. I've already announced that owning a team is going to be my next thing. I think he's already focusing on how I beat Jordan in the end is by winning titles on and off of the court meaning I'm going to be a better NBA owner slash executive. And I think he's already mentally moving on to that part. Not that he's not invested in winning. Not that he's not, but I think he knows we're never going to let him pass him totally as a player. But when it's all said and done, if he unds up, and I think it might be the Cavaliers, if he wins you a championship while in a jersey and while in a suit, he is officially the best basketball player ever. Because most guys can't go for now. Uh, well, all right, best basketball personality ever at that point because he won as an athlete and won as an executive, and that's rare and hard to do. It is. It's hard to do. You know what I mean? And 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 I think he'll then start to he'll pass Jordan in that. And I think he's starting to resolve himself to the fact that that's how he's going to have to do it. I mean, look at look at Jordan and his lack of success as an executive. Look at Larry Bird getting swept or you know getting knocked out of the playoffs. Look at Magic Johnson and the Lakers. And I mean, so yeah, there there's definitely you know ground to gain there when it comes to LeBron. Um, I, I I think most people and you know in this interview in this press conference, this was like the third or fourth time somebody asked him like. Hey, Hey, you know, how does it feel to be down 2-0? Right. So I think he was just kind of like, you Sick know. Sick of answering the same question. It's right. just like when you fight with your wife and or husband. When you, if you If that person makes you repeat yourself six times, what happens? You end up screaming from the dining room into the living room. And I don't know why we murder athletes for this kind of stuff. And we live in this soundbite society where somebody takes the 20-second clip, you hear it and go, was LeBron James? And then they ask you the question before you even hear the clip. Was LeBron James wrong in how he answered the question? They're leading the witness. And then you get 20 seconds of it and you're like, stupid billionaire athlete doesn't even care. And they get you all riled up. If you go back and listen to the entire 20-minute press conference, you're you're normally like, oh, okay, I can live with what he said. I think, you know, obviously as Cavaliers fans, we're going to feel a little bit differently about LeBron than the rest of For the sure. sports world does. For sure. Um, and, I, and, and brace yourself, uh, Cavs fans, I'm not sure there's no scenario in which he doesn't leave. Um, I just feel like at this point, I mean, this and everything that's kind of happened this year and has, has happened in the finals so far and the playoffs that have led up to it and even the regular season that has led up to, or led up to it. Worth noting, uh, these first two games of the NBA Finals, the highest rated playoffs huge since rating. 98. Huge so, like, rating. Huge. So, Game I mean, two got a 13 which for game two of the NBA Finals is massive. So so that certainly, you know, kind of puts a, a, a damper on the, well, nobody cares because they lose or they're sitting in the regular season. You know what I mean? Like, people wanted this matchup. This they is did what want they this wanted, matchup. And this is what well, they, they wanted to see. they still wanted a fourth time, fifth time. That's where you may get into an issue there. I think, dude, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, whatever, man. I can't wait to watch it. But I, 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 I just think 
everything that's happened and even this feeling of like, dude, they're down 2-0 and what if they get swept and what if they lost? It really does just show me how special last year was and how important last year was. And then to me, dude, LeBron could get swept out of the playoffs for the rest of forever and he still brought that title here and he still was able to do that. And that's all I could have ever asked for somebody as an athlete, a fan of sports is that an athlete did that for me. And I'll put it another way to prove to you that that's the way you should look at it. If I said to you after coming off 1-15 and last year for the Cleveland Browns that they go undefeated next year, but they go to the Super Bowl and they get blown out, the Super Bowl's 24, they lose the Super Bowl 24-0, they don't score, you'd still take that season next year out of the Browns. And if you tell me you wouldn't, you're an effing liar. To go from 1-15 to getting blown out in the championship, you would totally take it. I, I, I mean, guys, it was, what, 50-some years that we didn't get a championship, and now we have one forever. They can't take that away from you. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that we have got to start to appreciate greatness while it's happening and not wait until it's over. And you, you got to start to appreciate what you have while, while you have it. And not worry, like, there has been a narrative that's being pushed, and it's partially fan, and it's partially blog, and it's the mix between the two. But there's a narrative now in sport. If you win a championship, you're awesome, and if you don't, you're a complete bum. And that's a problem. That's a problem. That's why guys are sitting. It's because of what you say. It's because of what you're doing. It's because they know now. The only thing sports media and sports fans care about is rings and championships. So what do you think they're going to focus on? They're going to focus on rings and championships. We built this narrative. Now they're trying to live in it, and then we throw rocks at them for trying to do it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I believe Cavs win game three on their home floor tonight. That's, that's just personally what I believe. Guys, get your penis filled next on the Stansbury Show. Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. We're online. WRQK.com. Paul has tweeted in and told me that the Cavs have no chance whatsoever, that they completely suck, and I should stop talking about them and play that great Nickelback song, Electric Slide, all over again. Oh, we should play that song. That, uh, that song was actually called Must Be Nice, I think it was. Right? I think you are correct right there. From New Tour Tuesday. Oof. If you missed that, you can podcast at WRQK.com. And as far as the Cavaliers go, is sucking. I mean, they suck, really. I mean, right. they're in the NBA Finals, <laughs> right? Right. You know what I mean, um, no, and, the Sacramento Kings suck. And did you just did you just get on board with Cleveland sports? Is that like because if that's the case, then it's like, all right, I understand. If you've only been a fan for two years and they don't win the championship, yeah, dude, they suck compared to last year. But like. 50 plus years I think it's 54 or 56 years of no title of none and you suck around through that but now it's like oh well dude they're gonna lose in the NBA finals they suck come on people the same people who tell me to stop talking about the Cavs because they suck are the same people that would want to hear me talk about how Greg Williams is instilling in the new defense for a team that was 1-15 last year LeBron's a winner yeah and he moves the needle nationally like there's a reason why hosts of TV sh- uh, TV and, and radio shows talk about what they talk about. It's because it's what moves the needle. LeBron moves the needle. Maybe we should just play Nickelback. I don't know. Was this it? Is this it? Yeah, take a listen to this. If you missed this yesterday, wow, was this bad. Ugh. Oh, my God, that's right. This is like nursery rhyme stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember now. My short-term memory. I don't know what happened to that. Oh my god. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do this to you like 10 times a day. 
Every time I feel, every time, dude, this is going to be, like, this will be, dude, that Nickelback song will be my LeBron shot collar. Every time I feel like talking about LeBron, that's what will happen instead. Yeah, I don't hate Nickelback the way a lot of other people do, but that song was a big old turd. I think we called it a turd yesterday. Yeah, I believe we did. I believe we judged that one correctly. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Must be nice. All right, so I am reading a story here, or read it yesterday, rereading it now, I should say, where a guy was a little self-conscious about the size of his penis. Now, I think most men, if we're being honest and your name wasn't going to be associated with your response, you would admit that you've suffered from that from time to time. Yeah, I feel like the younger you are, at least in my life, I think that's when it was kind of like, oh my God, is my penis big enough? But like, I don't know. I feel like I'm 100% over that now. I really do. Well, I mean, at some point you just got to get to realizing like, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And um, I, I, I guess it's just one of those things we all define our masculinity in it. And it's like, guys, it's okay if 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 your penis is five and a half inches long. That's that's okay. Like you're gonna be you're gonna be fine. Your wife doesn't care. She complains a lot when she's at my house. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But here's the thing. I, I and I tell a lot of guys who worry about this stuff. If you close your web browser, you'll feel better about your penis. Of course. You know what I mean. That's just the w- welcome to the world. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like those dudes in those movies, they're freaks. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like, welcome to the right. They didn't just pick random dudes off the street and be like, hey, do dude, you want to be a porn star? Come dude, on, dude. We got a bunch of tens in here. We're going to let you do whatever you want to them sexually. Yeah. Small penises. Come out in here. Like, that's not the way that's going to go. It's not, it's not the way it's going to be. All right. And this guy was self-conscious about it. And he says that his fiance didn't care, but she knew it bothered him. And so she was. She knew it was an issue because if something's bothering him, it's going to eventually then bother the both of them, right? And that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, a lack of confidence when it comes to your sexual prowess is certainly going to play a part of your relationship there, of course. So he had done a ton of research on penis enhancement options. Jeez. Okay? Right. And we all know there's pills and this kind of stuff, and you can buy stuff over the counter. and Multi-billion dollar industry in it there, dude. None of those pills work. None of it works. You think it's going to work. You think it's going to be like, dude, I'm just going to be donged out after this. And, and no, you're just wasting your money at the gas station there. I don't want to be donged out. <laughs> I don't know what that even means, but I, I just do donged out. Sounds like that would be awful for me. Okay? But so he didn't realize that there was one more enlargement option out there for the penis. And he heard about it from a place called Urban Skin Solutions. It's a med spa. Sounds sounds reputable. He was also there getting hair restoration treatments. So this is a vanity issue for this man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I if I hear both those things, there's a vanity issue here. Yeah. Not that that's a problem. Look, if you're vain or whatever, and you want to fix your hair, do it. You want to fix your penis, do it. I don't care. That's you. Right. Right. I don't care. Okay. But what they do is they have penis filler treatments, and they take a needle and they inject down the base of your penis multiple times, three or four times, and it's more than one day. You have to go back for like a second option, but it plumps the girth of your penis. It doesn't necessarily extend the length. It's more about girth there. Now, again, I was a little confused here because I was I was under the impression that if most guys could fix their penis, they would want to make it longer, not necessarily girthier. Which I would feel most women probably feel the exact opposite. Yeah, because... Um, yeah, I mean, your vagina is only so, so deep, deep, right, but it can it, certainly it, expand. It can definitely expand, as we saw, uh, as, as, you know, women pass babies. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, obviously that, the, right. you know, we can get big there. And so he's done this. 
And he says his confidence is through the roof, which has made sex better. And I would say that, yes, if this is what's required for you to get the con- confidence is totally built into sex. If yeah. you're not confident in your performance, dude, in any facet of life, if it's a performance based thing, if you're not confident about it, you're not going to do it well. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to say, you know, a big penis and confidence go hand in hand with each other, but I can certainly see when 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 you define your machismo on your penis, I mean, yeah, you know, and, and then the guy got hair transplants, maybe lost a little bit of weight, feeling better about himself, you know, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. They say here, um, they set really reasonable expectations for him before the procedure and let them, let him know up front that length probably would not be affected, but the girth could be enhanced anywhere from one to two and a half inches of girth. Two treatments were recommended for him, and in total, he ended up paying $3,000. Now, this is a temporary thing. I guess it's about six to nine months it'll last. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's not permanent, I don't know if it's It's kind of like Botox, that. right? Like, you get Botox, you right. kind of go back, you get Botox, um, you, know, uh, you know, you get Botox all over again. So, three grand... Here's what I need. I need a lot of dudes to do this so the price comes down. (laughs) Right? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, dude, if this ends up becoming like a $300 procedure, you're not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I try to keep needles away from the groin area at all times possible. But for what, a couple of months of girthier? Like, I think I might do it. Um, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, it's definitely not crazy. No, definitely not crazy. Um, they it, numb it first, just so you know, so they course. don't feel the injection. Of course. Um, not crazy. And I mean, certainly, it, it's it's like any other cosmetic procedure where it's like, yeah, dude, go ahead and do whatever makes you feel confident. I'm not going for it, though. <sighs> I, I mean, I want a couple of crash test dummies before me, you know, what I mean, because we're talking about my penis. You know what I mean? Much like, OK, like you have LASIK. Yeah. OK, like now I would totally get LASIK. Right. But I, but the first year right. I would have been like, ah, I don't know. Let me let, let me wait this out a minute. But now, of course, we know that 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 surgery is easy. You're in and out. Super, super fast. Roll mm-hmm. vision center, I believe, is where you got that ding. Done, ding. Right. And so, like, we know that, like, that's an operation you can totally go and do and you're going to be fine. fine yeah. You're going to be fine. This we're on the forefront of this. And and uh, dude, I, I say, dude, my penis that that's a great relationship. I like him. The forefront of the foreskin, getting it done on the stands. All right, that's enough. Here. That's enough. You got me. You got me out of it. More rhythm and Bruce tickets headed your way next on the Stansberry Show. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Where at 9:30 you'll find out the best reason not to pet your chicken. Do that at 9.30. Also give you 3.11 tickets. Their show, June 22nd, Hard Rock Roxino. Northfield Park now, however, got to tell you about this. Three U.S. Postal employees in Akron and another man indicted for a conspiracy in which they stole packages, Fantone, containing marijuana from the U.S. mail, then sold the drugs, obviously. Right? right? And uh, that's not good. (laughs) Scott Gray Jr., 33 of Canton, uh, was part of this as well. and they intercepted the suspected drug parcels at the U.S. Post Office in Akron, opened the packages, removed marijuana contained inside, sold the marijuana, and then shared the profits um, between somebody else. Like, I don't know why people think it's a good idea to mail marijuana through th- that's going to that brings a ton of jail time, a ton of jail time. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that like. The marijuana made it to these mailmen. I mean, you would think somewhere along the line that, like, if you have drug dogs or you have whatever, how did these guys know that there was weed in these? Know packages? the packages? I don't know. 
That's a bit, they didn't get into that. I'm, I would imagine that will come out during more investigation. And now that you've got got these guys arrested, you know this is the part of Law and Order where they start pressing you and go, "Well, Billy's in the next room ratting you out, so you want to be the first one." You know what I mean? And then they'll kind of get like how that happened. I just, dude, mailing marijuana is so dumb. Yeah, mailing drugs is is stupid. Don't um, do it. I have a buddy who's a mailman. And loves the job. It's like, dude, this is this is the greatest decision I ever made in my life. Like, it's a, you can you make know, good money doing that. Hey, you make a decent living, and I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not the easiest job in the world, but it's not, not hard, not right? The, not the toughest job in the world either. You get a lot of get inde- a root, and you do it. You get a lot of independence with it. Like, you don't have a boss sweating you all the time. Like, he dude speaks so highly of working for the post office, um, but he has told me a million times. All right, so where do I apply for the oh, camp? Yeah, you better start applying for something. Um, but he's told me a million times he's like dude i am blown away by how many times i open up a mailbox and there's a bag of weed in there he's what? like it happens all the time all the time and just like i mean not even like rent i mean just a bag of weed in there and what that is is like hey man can i pick up a bag from you ah dude i gotta take off i'm not gonna be home until tomorrow i'm not gonna be home till late tonight just, i'll just leave it in my mailbox i'll do i'll just put it in the mailbox you leave the money in there in an envelope whatever dude who cares i mean that's you know that's pretty man, if you got nosy neighbors that's a bad system well dude you got neighbors going into your mailbox i think you got some pretty big problems there i mean i'd, I'd, I'd be you know but it, it it somebody's gonna go into that mailbox probably gonna be your post office worker and like he he told me he's like usually I just leave it in there. He's like, what difference does it make in my day? He's like, I don't care what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that's not on him. He's not a cop. He's right. not. He has no responsibility. Yeah, it's not his business essentially. Right. But he's like, but you know, there's been times I'll just. Grab that bag of weed and it's mine now. And like, oh, well. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. You're not going to call the post office and be like, man, your letter carrier stole my weed. Like, that's obviously not going to happen. Having lived in Oregon where marijuana is now legal, and honestly, it's just, dude, it, it just grows. Literally, that, that's what they do out there. In right. the town I lived in, that's literally what the economy is, is growing marijuana. That I've had plenty of people say to me, hey, man, you want me to mail this to you? No. No, I do not. Please don't do that to me. Because a buddy of mine was like, dude, I know your address. I'm just going to start sending you stuff. I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't you dare do that. Like, no, 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 no. I want no part of that. None. Now, now, if it's, you know, from one Oregon address to another, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably okay there. But you're coming into federal, like, you know, issues there when you're going from state to state. That's a problem. Even even like Oregon to Colorado, I wouldn't do. I mean, I know you can. Oregon to Oregon, I wouldn't do. In the mail? In the mail, uh, in the mail, I feel like is okay within the state. I feel, really? I, I feel like you'd be fine there because, like, dude, you can order anything off of offline and, and get it delivered to your house. So, like, I, I think if mailing would be fine with you cross state lines. That's when you're getting into an issue. Yeah, that's I, I would go I'd back and watch Blow. That. That's what. That's why they threw the book at him initially. It was because he crossed state lines with those plants. You can't do it. I can't wait to find out how these dudes knew which packages have weed because, like, I mean, they can't just be ripping open every package, peeking in there. And being like, oh, nope, no weed in there. That's just a T-shirt, or oh, nope, no weed in there. That's just you know cookies from grandma, or whatever the hell it is that you're mailing people, or you know. But it, I, how? It's not like they have a drug dog, did they? I want to, yeah, I want to know how uh, they must have been tipped off by somebody about what to look for. I don't know how that would have happened either. Like I said, I would imagine through the investigation after now these people are arrested, will more and more facts will come out. Most people who are mailing weed, I'm going to make the assumption it's not like you're just taking a quarter. Zipping up the bag, dropping it in an envelope. Well, or even if it's a small amount, you're hiding it in something, right? 
you, you're not just sending a bag of weed in an envelope. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna pour or a box even. No, no, no. It's gonna be in something. It's else. gonna be like a bushel of apples, and inside of that bushel of apples is a pound of marijuana. Fruit of the month club, right? Something like Here's that. There's some marijuana in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably is how that happened. If you had not heard. Canton police were involved in another shooting that took place yesterday. We'll give you that story next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. That's where you can see this video from the Chinese zoo where they fed a live donkey to a group of tigers. And um, people are taking issue with me posting this video online and, and then spreading it out on Facebook. And, you know, you know, people ask, why would you post this? Well, it's not like I'm in favor of it. It's just these are things happening in the world. It's my job to kind of disperse things that I think people might find interesting and or watch. And that's I know that like when I watched it yesterday, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I this isn't great. But I knew selfishly, yes, people will watch this. And I'm rated not only on the air and by how well the show does on the air, but I'm judged by my bosses by web metrics as well. It's part of like my job to kind of help move those needles, and these things will do that. I'll, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll take the villain role then, dude. I see no issue with this. These really? are animals killing animals. I don't see how killing the donkey and then feeding the tiger the donkey meat is any better than throwing the donkey to the wolves, man. I mean, I, 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 I guess, sure, animals shouldn't eat I mean, other if you animals. watch Animal Planet and, like, you know, the Earth shows and that kind of stuff, it's the same thing. And if you eat chicken and if you wear leather, shut up. Shut up. Like, what, what are you talking about? We'll give you the best reason not to pet your chicken. There you go. That'll be at 930 when we're passing out those 311 tickets. If you have not heard, Canton police were involved in another shooting. This was yesterday, I believe, afternoon at the Refuge of Hope. Is that where that happened? That is where it happened. Downtown Canton, pretty much right near Crew there. And we have a piece of audio that we took from Fox 8. We're going to let you take a listen to that. Yeah, Lou and Tracy, we are learning little bits of information here tonight. Just two weeks, as you know, after there was another police-involved shooting here in Canton. However, we're being told the circumstances surrounding tonight's situation and shooting very much different from that fatal shooting two weeks ago. The shooting tonight happening at the Refuge of Hope Men's Shelter in downtown Canton on 3rd Street. An officer who apparently frequently stops at the shelter, interacting and reaching out to clients, was inside at the time when police say a man entered the building swinging a bat Jeez. trying to hit the officer who fired two shots striking the suspect in the abdomen the suspect was taken to altman hospital in stable condition bci agents responding to the scene residents did have to leave for a short time um, but within the last hour we're returning uh, to the shelter for the evening now there's no word on a possible motive but a spokesperson says everyone clearly upset by what happened they are cooperating with investigators while continuing to provide vital services to those in need we're concerned for, um, for our residents, our dinner guests, um, for, for the community, and we have concern for, um, for the young man um, who was wounded in this incident as well, too. 
So again, the young man who was wounded, as you heard her say there, at Altman Hospital tonight in stable condition. Everything is under investigation. A crisis intervention team will be on hand at the shelter tomorrow to talk with residents and speak Smart with idea. employees and volunteers as well to make sure everyone's okay. Um, and as you know, the previous shooting here in Canton that is still under investigation, that one was fatal where a 24-year-old young man lost his life after some strange 911 calls and police say that he was shot because they thought he was armed and they were fearing for his girlfriend's safety. But this situation tonight, um, under investigation, but seems to be uh, under control as well. And again, Suze, the, the officer is known to the shelter, friendly with people inside the shelter, and really at this point we have no idea what precipitated that attack on the officer. No idea. They're not releasing any details if any words were exchanged or what might have happened. Um, a spokesperson for the shelter said that the officers frequently not only stop there, but at many of the businesses throughout the week. They'll stop by periodically um, with the businesses and the shelter interacting with people. So, yeah, no idea what led up to this, but uh, just a wild situation. Still trying to sort it all out. All right. Susan. Yeah, there's uh, still trying to figure out what exactly the motive was there. My guess would be mental health um, issues as a man entered the refuge of hope. Men's shelter swinging a bat at the direction of an officer, and then the officer then using service weapon fired two shots, took the guy down. Uh, if you're just joining us, the assailant was shot in the abdomen. Um, recovering well, we hear, over at Altman Hospital, expected to make a full recovery. So if there's silver linings in these things, that's at least one I can find, is that everybody gets to go home at the end of what was a, obviously a stressful altercation. And it just gives you a little look into what cops deal with day to day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously a testament to you know the Canton Police Department and the concept of community policing. I like how they brought up numerous times within that, you know, within that, that audio there that this was an officer who goes to that shelter on a regular basis to interact knows these people to interact with you know homeless people to interact with people in need of help to 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 be a part of the solution to the problems that Canton are facing and and and, and you know obviously you and I have a you know a relationship with quite a few Canton police officers and that's one of the things that this city can definitely take pride in is that it's not just the 5-0 rolling up on you busting down doors and and you know no we have a good community policing we do situation. This initiative that they put forward, and you know, obviously, I feel like Officer Lamar Sharp, who's huge been part a, of that, been, been a big part of the Stansberry show, is kind of the spearhead of that. But like, he's definitely I, the face of it. But he's not the only one right. that's doing that. Yeah. He's not the only one who's getting out of his car and, like they said, like you know, going in there to to a homeless shelter and and, and introducing himself and being a part of the community. So, uh, hats off as always to Canton Police. I mean, it's not an easy job, and I, I know there was somebody earlier in the day who was like, "Oh, well, isn't there another option?" Other in deadly force. He asked about tasers versus using the gun. Dude, I don't think that's crazy yeah. to ask the question. But you got a goddamn baseball bat swinging at you. <laughs> what am I? What, what are you supposed to do? I my guess was here, and again, it's purely a guess. And I would actually like to ask Lamar this: um, Is that when a weapon's involved? I wonder if they don't go to gun at that point versus you know what I mean tasing. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't know how they. I, 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 you know what I mean? I don't know what goes into a justified shoot like that. I, I have not heard of the injuries to that officer of the law or or what happened to him. I mean, I know they, they, they you know, kind of implied that there was, you know, baseball bats swinging around or whatever right. it was. I don't know if this guy got hit numerous times or what, yeah, I don't know what that, that story is. But obviously details will continue to come out throughout the day. And, you know, until I see something otherwise, until I see evidence of something otherwise, dude, I feel like CPD did their job here. They did what they were supposed to do. What, the third one? one of these in two months.
once and all three in a row, it was like, hey, thumbs up. You guys handled this about the best way you possibly could. I mean, it's you never happen, but how you react to things is definitely going to, you know what I mean? It's going to weigh into how you're judged. And I believe their reaction, Canton Police's reaction, has been fantastic in all three incidents. Um, You know, Refuge of Hope, obviously, I talked about this earlier. It's one of the few shelters that deals with single men, that deals with, you know, um, and it's a very worthy organization to uh, to donate to, to support, to do stuff like that. Um, like you said, right across the street from Crew, it's like third and cherry, I want to say. Um, and, and, you know, obviously this is kind of a tough time. For most of Canton, that's third and I'll never go. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an organization that is going to need support coming out of this and, uh, you know, a very worthy cause. So if you feel compelled to, to support something, I would definitely recommend Refuge Help is one of those things. Yeah, that story right there kind of proves how much help they actually do need day to day right there. The best reason not to pet your chicken and 311 tickets all next on the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We have 311 tickets. That show's June 22nd. Hard Rock Roxino. Northfield Park. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. It was just a couple of months ago we were talking about how there was a proposed bill in Ohio, the barnyard bill, where people were just going to be able to keep, like, animals in their yard. And I was against it. I don't like it. And the CDC is now telling people to stop petting their chickens. Don't do it. As we've now had multiple salmonella outbreaks over people keeping pet chickens. These aren't people who are trying to like raise them to eat them. They're now keeping pet chickens. And apparently this is like now catching steam. And that, of course, it seems like the ultimate hipster pet to me. Like, I'm not going to eat it out of a bucket. I'm just going to let it run in my backyard. It seems like a very hipster pet to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there are certainly hipsters who are out there that are that are doing it. But I also think there's probably people who just think that, like, yeah, I can have a chicken in my backyard. I know the my brother's neighbor has chickens, and it's like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what are you what are you doing? My friend Jessica, her neighbors have chickens, and they like, and she'll she'll go out into like like the driveways and stuff, and like feed them and stuff. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Just this year, the CDC says eight separate salmonella outbreaks linked to the contact with pet poultry have taken place in the United States. 370 people got sick, Fantone, in 47 different states, hospitalizing over 71 people. No one has died in 2017 yet, but in 2016, a record. 895 people who consorted with fowl came down with nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, and fever. Three of them lost their lives over the salmonella outbreak, over pet chickens. And an agency study on the rise of outbreaks found that last year, nearly half of the hundreds of salmonella patients acknowledged snuggling baby birds, and 46% said they allowed their poultry to be in the house. So they just let chickens run wild in the house. It's insane. 
That's, cr- I mean, dude, they're filthy animals, right? Uh, well, I mean, I think you can make the argument that all animals are filthy animals. Um, but, dude, a chicken walking around in your house, a, a chicken is not under any stretch of the imagination a cat or a dog. You know what I mean? Those things, uh, cats and dogs have been have been a part of human lives for thousands and thousands of years and have kind of, you know, made themselves uh, adapted to that. You're just pulling a chicken, essentially a wild animal, a barnyard animal, and bringing it into your house. I have very little sympathy for somebody who's going to be that dumb. I, 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 can't, I do, too. I can't feel bad for yeah, it. Yeah, the CDC repeats that cohabitation with poultry is not a good idea, no matter how cuddly and how trained the birds might be. Chickens, geese, and the like should not be in spots where food is prepared and consumed because their germs can transfer from feathers to casseroles and right into your stomach there, and you'll get sick. This is why the moment you handle chicken, even that's been processed for you to cook, to eat, they tell you to wash your hands. They tell you not to place anything else on the plate the way that you put the chicken on. Like, you gotta, do you'll get sick. How do people not know this stuff? I mean, I think there's plenty of people out there, you know, who are trying to live a more, what do I want to say, a more responsible life when it comes to, like, their, you know, their, their, their impact on the planet and, and maybe trying to eat more locally grown foods and things like that. And I think there's nobility in that. And I think that's a worthy cause. Um, but there's a real and significant Nose to difference. Tail, that comes up. Sure. A real and significant difference between. Growing vegetables in your backyard, even though I mean, I, I sometimes feel like, dude, okay, you're growing tomato plants and you're going to spend three months trying to grow these tomato plants so you can have seven dollars worth of tomatoes or whatever. Just go to Giant Eagle and buy the goddamn things. Um, but I, 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 I understand that. But if you think that you're going to become a farmer because like you bought a pair of overalls and a straw hat and now you're able to go do that, dude, you're an idiot. Like, what are you thinking that you're able to do this? The last thing I would need is a chicken. And like I said, the, I remember the last time the barnyard bill came out. Dude, chickens are just, dude, they're, <laughs> they're ornery, man. You know what I mean? I know you don't believe me, but you get a couple of them out there. One of them is always right on the other one up. I'm telling you, don't laugh. That's a real thing. Chickens riling each other up is a real thing. <laughs> That's a real and, and an honest issue. Who cares about salmonella? Um, there is a uh, there's a farm in Canton who's uh, very much in the you know locally grown and, and and organic foods and things like that called Zoe Farms. And if you feel so compelled to have like you know. Free-range chicken, dude. Go support one of those farms. There's a ton of those here, right? I mean, there's I know a, in Winka they have Gerber poultry out there. That place is huge. Th- th- there's there's a million different ways, and whether it's through your you know your local um, you know farmers market or like I said, you becoming a member of one of those you know food farms where you can go and go pick up eggs and and, and chicken and, and and beef on a regular basis. But like, don't think that you just because you like, oh, dude, I've got I've got half an acre of land here. I can put a chicken coop up in the backyard. It's going to end bad. It is. I'm not putting chicken in my backyard. I'm, I'm putting it on a plate with hot sauce. That's how that's going down. Like, I, uh, I I just, I don't understand strange pets. I'm a pet person. I want a dog. That's why I'm currently looking for a rental house because I need to get out of my apartment. And um, because one of the reasons is I want to get a dog. I'm totally a pet person. But, like, I don't want an anaconda pet. I don't want a bird that talks. I don't want an alligator. I don't want anything weird. Just, dude, just give me a Labrador. Like, why, dude, why do you people got to constantly go up this stupid ladder? Just get a dog. They're so happy to see you when you get home. They lick their butt, then your face. They're amazing dogs are.
You'll be totally happy with the dog. We have 311 tickets. That show is June 22nd, Hard Rock Roxino. Let's pass those out. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625. And then we'll close out the program. Looking ahead at Game 3 tonight at the Q next on Rock 106.9. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. I want to congratulate Taylor, who just won her way into the 311 show, and she was so excited. Oh, my God. Did she not have, like, the typical Target Starbucks girl voice or what? Yeah, of course. I mean, 25-year-old chick certainly was the stereotype right there. Yeah, no, she yeah, definitely fit the stereotype. Stan's very, very quick to know. Yeah, yeah, I follow that chick. I follow that chick on Instagram. I know who that is over there. I did know who that was. Yeah, I follow back. There he is. Team follow back right I, there. I believe is what that's called. Is that what it is? I mean, if you're 25 and hot, I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Ain't no shame. You know, I like to bet on the sports. I, uh, I'm i a degenerate gambler there. There and, it is. <laughs> and uh, looking at the line right now, dude, the Cavs are getting three and a half on their home court tonight. LeBron points and home court. I kind of like it. It sounds right to me. I mean, I think they're going to win tonight, so three and a half sounds right to me. But uh, I lost a grip of money on game one. And so, I mean, I'm not going to bet enough to win. You know what I mean? So if I bet tonight, I'm just looking to get even in the series so far. And that's what kind of has me, like, not wild about doing it. It's like, well, there's the potential to go down a grand. I I don't know. Scary. Terrifying. If I could get good odds on them to win the series, I may lay that. Yeah, that'd be pretty good odds there, dude. Talking yeah. about four out of five, man. That's a tough, that's a tough hill to climb. I know people are looking at it like, oh dude, it's where we sat last year in the Cavs have real opportunity. Yeah, but that only happened one time. Well, and I mean Kevin Durant wasn't a part of the equation last year, so it, Yeah, that makes it, a difference. It certainly does, dude. I mean, throwing throwing the second best basketball player on the planet into uh into the equation is going to change yeah, things up. It. Yeah, it, I'll probably help you. It certainly will. Um dude, Cavs fans, keep the faith tonight. I mean, there's no reason to jump off the bandwagon right now. I mean, you you wrote it this far, so like, what's the point of letting this be the thing that like throws you off and be like, oh, dude, screw the Cavs. Sean Kemp wasn't enough to make you say screw the Cavs. Charles Brandon wasn't enough to make you say screw the Cavs. Like, oh, I, dude, how about I forgot about Sean Kemp? Anthony Bennett wasn't enough to make you say screw oh, the Cavs. Remember that? Well, so like, I mean, at this point, it's like, dude, no. The you, difference there, dude, is that you were watching those Cavs teams. These people who were saying screw true. the Cavs now don't weren't there for that. That's true, I guess. I mean, I, I, I just it boggles my mind. Um, how how fragile like Northeast Ohio sports fans are, Cleveland sports fans are, where you've gone through so much, you've just gotten beat down in so many different ways, and and whether that's you know losing you know LeBron as as the star player and, mm-hmm. and and watching him go to Miami, or watching the Indians you know blow those '90s teams where it's like, dude, we had all the opportunity in the world to win this world to win World Series, never got it done. The Browns being comically bad, not just bad, but like the joke of sports for. So long, and this is the thing where where it's like, nope, can't take this. It's too much for me. Oh, Hubie Brown's making fun of the making fun of the Cavaliers. I'm out, dude. You guys are just so mentally like just snowflakey. Just it's, it, it, I can't yeah, think of, I can't think of another way to describe it. They are. Uh, as you bring up the Browns, I should let you know. Uh, according to reports, Adam Schefter reporting that Brock Osweiler now is the odds-on favorite to start Game One. I mean, I, 
good. Like, who, who else is going to do it? Dudes, put somebody under center. Somebody's got to go take that those losses. Somebody has to do the work. You're gone. Why not make a Brock Osweiler? You know, everybody, like, Harold the Browns when they made that trade because they, like, they paid a very little money for the pick that they ended up getting for that. And that's what everybody thought was so smart about it because they were like, ah, well, they'll deal Osweiler. They got the pick. And that's what everybody thought was smart about it. And now we're going to do the dumb thing, which is start Osweiler, who has shown you already he doesn't have it. If he was even serviceable, Houston would have beat New England last year. Brady was awful in that game. Awful. Had Osweiler even been serviceable, Houston would have been in the Super Bowl. I just that's how bad he was. Like, but 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 he's in I guess you know a play, a bad player on an even worse team. So yeah. I don't see what the loss is right. of, of you might of be right about that. Starting him under center. It's dude. not like we got this great roster and then we're going to waste it because our quarterbacks don't. You, you're going to lose 14 games anyway whether it's Brock Osweiler or 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 whoever you have underneath center there. I mean why not? Good god. So you think Cavs win? Uh, yes, I do. I think so you, Cavs win tonight. So you think? So you think the them getting three and a half is a good bet? I think it's a good bet, but I thought that you know I thought. So does my bookie because he just texted <laughs> me. He's like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "Go ahead, lay that money. Let's lay it down. Let's lay it down." No, not yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the afternoon. We shall think about it. Uh, about what I want to do about there. I do believe Cavs win game three. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything, you can podcast it at WRQK.com or there is a 24-7 Stansbury Show channel on iHeartRadio. Stay up to date with everything at those. Aside from that, we are done. We'll be back at it tomorrow morning. Have a great afternoon. See ya. Dan